0: And now, your go-to source for year-round fantasy hockey advice, DFS and betting coverage. This is NHL Fantasy on Ice, presented by Skip, the official food delivery app of the NHL. It is your all-encompassing betting preview for the 2023-24 NHL regular season, brought to you by our good friends over at Skip. Hello and welcome to another edition of NHL Fantasy on Ice. Nick Alberga, Pete Jensen, and Anna Dua with you. What's going on,
1: Pete? What's up, buddy? Great time of year. A couple days away from puck drop on opening night next Tuesday. Skip, of course, the official food delivery app of the NHL. And this is that grand finale show right before the start of the season with awards races, betting angles, Stanley Cup futures, all our picks. Excited to get to it, man.
2: I love all the shows we do in the season preview bunch guys but this has to be like my favorite one so far because we have a lot of takes this is where we see if anything we say has any value at all right Nick
0: exactly and rest assured today's guests will have many of hot takes and spicy looks and bold predictions and previews and betting and all that jazz here it's Michael Lieboff of the Action Network how are you buddy? I'm wonderful, uh, Nick. Um, thanks, Pete, Anna, for
3: having me. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the place to come. You're not going to hear much uh, about oh, play Connor Bedard to win the Calder Trophy or Connor McDavid to win the Hart Trophy. Uh, on this show, we're going to be getting into the the deep part of the betting board, which is where I I tend to live. So I'm I'm really excited to give it out, and I'm pretty pumped to uh, to talk some some futures here.
1: Mike Connor Bedard is the overarching storyline of the whole season, though. So I do want to get your take. He's obviously the overwhelming favorite to win the Calder Trophy, but where can you find some appeal here? Is it Chicago as a long shot to make the playoffs? Is it him? In my opinion, if he has something like 80 plus points, even if Chicago misses the playoffs, he could be a Hart Trophy contender. If they make the playoffs, he could win the Hart Trophy, and maybe there's a you know a ripple effect on the rest of the team. What's your best value bet surrounding Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks?
3: Boy, I guess my best value bet would just be to bet against him in the Calder Trophy race. Right? I would go with. It, find someone you know you can make a case for devin levi you can make a case for logan cooley if you want to go deeper like logan stankoven i know you like logan stankoven a lot on, on, on dallas um I, you're just not going to find actual value uh betting into bedard in in all likelihood he runs away with the with this uh with this race and and makes the blackhawks a little bit better than they were last year but uh th- the whole world sees it coming so you're just not going to find betting value there i mean an odds-on favorite uh, for for the Calder Trophy is 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 nuts and just for, keep in mind, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid did not win the Calder Trophy in their rookie years. I mean Crosby put up 103 points and and was clipped by Ovechkin, um. So she should you know that's it's still crazy. But and then McDavid of course was injured. But uh, just keep that stuff in mind because when you're laying you know minus 130 minus 140 here in October, you're betting on is not only is Connor Bedard gonna get through an entire NHL season, uh, his first NHL season, you're also betting on him being able to kind of keep up a pace for 60, at least 60 or 70 games. And the expectations on him are so high. I think he's probably got a, a larger hurdle to clear than someone like Cooley or Devon Levi, you know, the other guys, but, uh, that, that is, uh, that and the heart trophy are the two markets that I think are, are hardest to handicap because of the, the presence of the two Connors.
0: So, Leboff, suffice it is to say that you're looking at the under 31.5 goals for Connor Bedard and the under 68.5, even money, I believe, right now? If I, Yeah, if
3: I had to play them, I would probably just take all the unders on him and, and lose that way.
0: Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough.
3: Just
2: um, hopping in here, Leboff, I gotta say, we have a running bet going on within this podcast that you have unofficially, I don't know if you intended to be a part of it or not, but with what you just said, you're officially a part of it, okay? It's just you and Bob. So how do you feel about that, taking the under on Connor Bedard this season?
3: Well, you just know that the overs are going to be inflated on on this guy. Like, yeah, as soon as he he scored that goal a couple like a week and a half ago in in like Traverse City or whatever that prospect ranking uh you know game was, and everyone's like, oh, you got to bet the over on Connor Bedard right there. You should have been. T- you're being told that the value is going to be on on the under because everybody, nobody's who's going to bet the under on this guy besides you know losers like me and Bob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, Let's hit on some of the award winners that you like or some guys are sniffing around on. Then we'll get to sort of the overall team concept here when it comes to a betting preview. Let's start with the Norris because you got a couple unique takes there.
3: Yeah. uh, So I I think that my favorite bet that's still out there at the number that that I got it at uh, is Mikhail Sergachev at 100 to 1. He's going to run the top power play in Tampa Bay. He's going to play with a lot of time with Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, and Braden Point up a man uh, on that team. They're going to need to score more because Andre Vasilevsky's hurt. And I actually think a lot of people will think, oh, well, the Vasilevsky injury hurts Sergeyev in this market because they'll probably let in more goals and whatever. You can say his defensive numbers will will dip. But I actually think it helps him because it, it helps him construct a better narrative, which is what you're looking for here, right? You don't want just the best statistical portfolio at the end of the year, but you want a, a storyline, especially for a guy like Sergachev, who's maybe not as well-known or talked about as much in, in media circles. So if if Sergachev is at the end of the year, I think he's got a good shot at being a point-per-game player. Uh, he was 64 points, I think, last year, and that was a big jump from his previous career high. If he plays a full season and runs that power play all year, I think he's got a good chance of being point-per-game. And if the Lightning are good and make the playoffs despite this hiccup they have to deal with with Vasilevsky I think he's ends up on some ballots and he's also uh, an absolute force in his own zone and and is going to play you know 24 25 minutes a night uh in in big games so uh, I like Sergeyev here I think of I'm going to give out a lot of long shots here I think this one is actually has like the most feasible path to success
1: Mike the Atlantic division this season is so compelling whether you want to go with a potential surprise team like Buffalo or Ottawa uh, maybe to win the division you could get good numbers on either of those that was one of our bold predictions the other day curious to hear your thoughts on that buffalo in the awards market littered with candidates that i think have a legitimate shot to be contenders for those awards you could also go with like chalk or closer to chalk with uh, toronto to win the president's trophy and stuff like that what's your favorite atlantic division bet for this upcoming season uh, Team-wise, I I'm I like the Senators. I think the
3: Sabres are, are kind of sucking up all the air uh, in the preseason hype train. Uh, so Ottawa's drifted a little bit, which I actually think Ottawa is better uh, than Buffalo, and they're better suited for an 82-game season. You always have to uh, kind of map out an entire season and just remember that we're, we're still playing games in February, March, and April, uh, and not just you know, talking about these teams on paper. So for a lot of season previews kind of just operate under the assumption that everything goes right for every team. Whereas nothing, no team ever has anything go right. The Rangers were pretty close with the past two years with their, their health. But aside from them, like it's, it's, it's very hard for a team to get through an 82 game season and have all the breaks. And I think Ottawa is much more um better constructed to handle those situations than just perhaps Buffalo or um even some other teams in the Atlantic, like Florida or even Tampa. So, I think if you want to take a shot on on Ottawa in in any market, you can. Though the thing is, I don't I don't know about their their player props. Are it's funny they're they're much more of a te- a team that I want to invest in, on a team level than on a player level.
2: Now, since we're talking about teams making it into the postseason or just general outlooks, I want to shift over to the Pacific Division as well, Michael, because I want to ask you. We've been debating a lot there. I know initially in the off season we were talking about which Atlantic team makes it into the postseason. But towards the end of the offseason, we kind of shifted our focus over to the Pacific because I'm really high on a team like the Vancouver Canucks. Nick's really high on a team like the Calgary Flames. Who's your favorite value pick to make the playoffs out of the West?
3: Yeah, I think those two are the two that I would I would look at. Um, I, I tend to just bypass the make miss market because I like to play you know bigger numbers. Um, but the way I would invest in Vancouver is you can take a shot with Demko or I like actually like Elias Petterson as a, as a heart long shot at 66 to one. So th- for the first time I've ever seen the uh, sports books that posted odds for the Selkie market, I've never seen it before. And I think a lot of it has to do with Patrice Bergeron retiring. And I thought I was going to be able to get a huge number on Patterson. I thought I was going to be able to, cause he's, he's a two way force. I don't think people realize how good he is in his own zone. Uh, and I thought I was gonna get like a 60 or an 80 to one on, on Patterson to win this award. So I scrolled to the bottom and I didn't see his name. I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to request that they post him. And then I scrolled to the top and he was a fourth favorite. So, you know, egg on my face there. But I think just right there, that tells you if he's a hundred point player and he's also a fourth favorite to win the Selkie, uh, he's definitely with a shot, uh, to be one of a few skaters. I'll talk about a heart long shot. I really like in a little bit, but he's one of a few skaters. I would, could be convinced I'm betting against, uh, McDavid in. And then for the flames, it's, it's a team level thing. I would just, if you're going to bet the flames, I would just bet them to win the Stanley cup because, uh, If they make the playoffs, they'll be a real chore to deal with. And I I would just much rather play a bigger number on them to do something like that than uh, just make the playoffs.
2: Before I let Nick take over, I just have to say this was a long-awaited justification and campaign speech for Pedersen from Leboff. Because let me tell you, (laughs) Leboff, you were mentioned on our podcast last episode. I can't even tell you how many times because of that pick and the mock draft that we all did together taking Pedersen that early. So you gave the reasons just now. So. All the listeners can finally understand what was the justification behind that decision.
0: Hey, I'll piggyback off that because uh, for Daily Faceoff, we had to put over our predictions uh yesterday, and we're going to go over our predictions a little, a bit later on here on the podcast. But I seem to be a big backer of Vancouver as well and the Calgary Flames. In fact, I have both of those teams making the Stanley Cup playoffs. So with that in mind, Thatcher Demko, I, I sniffed around Leboff on a... uh um you know a, a, a Vesna trophy I forgot the name of the trophy this guy's not even going to win it like it's 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 intrigue for me around the table when it comes to the Vancouver Canucks but I like what you're cooking over there Lee Buff yeah I think that
3: uh when it comes to the Vezina like look like I'm an Islander fan and uh so I love Ilya Sorokin like he's he's one of my favorite people alive on the planet but I just will <laughs> never be caught dead betting one of the favorites in in the Vezina it's just yeah, Coltening is insane um, and that this crop of goalies is so deep that you're you're gonna get a bet the chalk in, in basically the Kentucky Derby here. So I'm not gonna do that. Uh, Demko I think at thirties is is decent, but my uh, my favorite Vezina pick uh, is much deeper than that. And and this is one that I can I think I've been talked into a lot more over the past few days. Is is Vitek Vanacek? He's 175 to one. So. Vitek Vanacek is not an elite goaltender. He's not one of the best goalies in the league. He's not, he may be not top 15, but if you were sizing up, which goaltender has the best chance to rack up a 50 win season or 45 win season, he'd be near the top because of how good the team he plays on for is. So this is a a really big number on a guy who could end up leading the, the league in goals uh, and wins. And, Sure, he's got to beat out Akira Schmid, but I'll take on a rookie in this, especially at this position, uh, any day of the week. So if if the Devils are as good as as bookmakers and pundits think they're going to be, and Vanacek is able to take control of that crease, all of a sudden you could look at a, a Linus Olmark situation where the guy's just racking up wins and that the the like the save percentage and the goal saved above expected and all those numbers
1: kind of don't even come into the equation because he's so far ahead of everybody else in in victories. And he's still under the radar, despite the Devils having that breakthrough season last year, maybe still another gear for them to reach with such a good young core from a surprise from last year to a potential surprise this year, Mike, the Arizona Coyotes are a team that I have in the playoffs, Anna has in the playoffs, Um, their coach Andre Turney, I know you're high on him as a dark horse, Jack Adams contender. And I think there's something to be said about not only Clayton Keller, um, getting up there in the scoring title conversation in different categories and also logan cooley uh, for the calder like i feel like arizona has some stealth picks this year
3: most people you know they spend their summers in in on the beach or in cottages i was all day just betting uh, trying to find ways to get down on andre turingy to win uh jack adams he was one hundred to one for most of the summer the cat's a little bit out of the bag here now. Uh, the numbers come down a little bit. Maybe it was because we talked about it on our uh, fantasy on ice fantasy draft, and and all the viewers opened up accounts and and got down on it. But uh, he's sixty six to one still. Arizona is now. I'm seeing them as low as plus four eighty to make the playoffs. So yeah, they're they're unlikely to make the playoffs still if you look at those odds. But if they get in, he's gonna be the favorite to win this award. I think. I. I truly believe that so instead of if you if you're like pete and you think that arizona is going to make the playoffs do yourself a favor and if you want to bet them to make the playoffs just bypass that bet right there and go to the jack adams market and just bet andre Turini to win uh the jack adams there are some places now that have them at like 40 or 50 i've seen as high as 66 still out there all those numbers are still good He's, they're plus 480 to make the playoffs. Even at 40 to 1, you're getting 10 times, almost 10 times the, the bet. Uh, so just always do yourself that favor when you're about to make a bet in the NHL. Just think if this is going to happen, then what else kind of is like a ripple effect from it? Whether it's a Jack Adams or if it means that, like, oh, that means this goaltender must have had a great season. This rookie must have, must have had a great season. Uh, just always think about those because that's where the value, will, the, the really big value, will, will come in and help you out.
0: In general, I like that strategy, right? When it comes to the Jack Adams, just more so because, uh, I mean, I think the coaches that are on really good teams uh, don't win it as frequently as ones who are like surprise stories. Like, do you take that angle when you're betting on that award? Yeah, exactly.
3: You're basically betting on which which team is going to be the, if there was an award for most improved team. Um, exactly. Th- there is one uh, new development, I think, in the Jack Adams market, though, is I think John Cooper is now very live at. 20 25 to one uh the Vasilevsky thing if if the lightning just make the playoffs I think he's all of a sudden like in most years that would be a, a disappointment for the lightnings lightning if they just make the playoffs but now it's if they just make the playoffs it's a it's a pretty big deal and cooper's never won the award and voters always kind of look to to make sure everyone gets their flowers especially guys who are have been so successful in the league for for as long as he has so this this Vasilevsky injury really kind of changes that outlook on me for me a little bit and and i would think that if, if you're someone who who wants to bet who who still believes in the lightning the best way to bet them would be cooper
1: when you look at the off-season coaching changes which now includes two coaching changes for the columbus blue jackets pascal vincent's their new coach spencer carberry washington la Violette, rangers ryan huska assistant to head coach in calgary greg cronin andrew brunette uh going to Anaheim and Nashville, respectively, and I would also lump in the first full season of Rick Tockett in Vancouver. Like I always like to look at the Jack Adams as like the coaching change is half the battle, right? Like that puts some of these guys onto the radar in itself. Last year, Jim Montgomery, coach of the year, best team in the league, off-season coaching change. Which of those coaching changes do you like the best?
3: Yeah, I think Tockett is is pretty live here. I, I think that he's going to end up if if Vancouver has even like a decent start uh, through October. He'll, he might end up being the betting favorite, Um, but it's just the, the numbers too low and they're not a team that I think is like totally correlated with does this, if this team makes the playoff, yes, then talk, wins the award automatically. Whereas I think with a team like the coyotes, it, it actually is. And I think actually, like I said, I think now the lightning kind of almost fall into that bucket as well. Uh, So, those are my guys, and because I'm playing those two already, I, I just won't add another one. Um, I, I just try to keep, you know, I don't want to get too carried away in, in, in the coach of the year market in the mm-hmm. National Hockey League. It's it's it's, uh, it's not, not good behavior.
2: Following up on what you are saying about Arizona, I want to ask you, because earlier on you said that you didn't take a lot of look at teams making the postseason because it's not just enough value for you. But if you're this high on the Jack Adams going to the desert, are you taking a look at Arizona making the postseason? Any futures bet on the team as a whole, perhaps? Because I think they have a lot of sneaky upside.
3: Yeah, that 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 bet is basically going to be my stand-in for it, right? Like, cause I, like I said, I think it's really hard to imagine a world where Arizona makes the playoffs and this guy doesn't win this award. Like, I, you'd have to have another Boston Bruins type season, and and we see that very very rarely. Um, so that's my hope, and and it is a little risky. Like, let's say they they do get in and. A team like Montreal or Columbus really shocks everybody, and all of a sudden now I'm dealing with, with with that situation. But I'll, I'll deal with that later. I I I think, like I said, I think if you're gonna bet Arizona to make the playoffs, just bet Torini instead because it, the payoff
0: is just so much uh, bigger. Just sounds like a donation to me, guys. I hope you guys are wrong on that front. <laughs> but uh, Stanley Cup, like this, is always the big one every year, right? When you look at, um, you know, the major contenders, I, I think there's actually a lot of value out there right now, Leboff.
3: Yeah, I think uh, if I had to pick my favorite bet on the board, it'd be the Senators at 75 because uh, I think that they have a, they stand a pretty good chance of getting in. And the Atlantic division isn't as robust as it has been uh, in previous seasons. So it's not like, oh, if they get in, then they got to deal with the Leafs or the Bruins. It's now, oh, they can beat those teams if they get in uh, to the playoffs. So uh, the Senators at 75 doesn't make too much sense to me. Uh, from from a bookmaking perspective i also want to talk about the top of the board because i think there's a few teams that are are really overrated um and i wouldn't go near at uh, florida's definitely one of them in in the teens i think they should be longer like 20 ish 25 at least um the rangers are getting a lot of love and a lot of people are really high on them uh they're one injury away from catastrophe like not just oh man they're going to struggle to get in like they're one injury away from of having a bad season, I would think, and uh, the backup goaltending situation to me is 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 really concerning. When you're gonna you're you're gonna put that much pressure on Shesterkin for an entire regular season because you can't really rely on the backup to produce the goods, and then you're gonna need him to be fresh for a, a two month playoff run. That's concerning to me. Their age is a little concerning, so I don't know why they profile so well as a favorite. Um, when you look around them, like I'd much rather bet the Los Angeles Kings, ten spots below them or ten points below them on the board. Uh, then the Rangers at thirteen to one. Similarly, the I think the Bruins like. I know a lot of people are down on them, but their team I, I think yeah I don't like the price right now it's sixteen to one. But if the Bruins start slow and I said this last year and it looked really bad, but if the Bruins start slow, they uh, all of a sudden their their odds will be really quick to adjust. Bookmakers they know that people are saying that they're expecting a step back here. So do I think that the Bruins are worth a bet right now? No. But I think if, if this 16-1 to 1 turns into a 35-1 to 1 because the Bruins kind of are a little wonky, I would be very interested because there's a, this kind of a funny shift in narrative with this team where everybody saw what they did last year and it's like, oh, step back, step back. But for me, the narrative is if the Bruins make the playoffs, they're going to be really hard to beat because they're so good defensively and they'll have the goaltending. So I look at them in the same way that you would look at a team like the Islanders or the Jets, like long shot to win the Stanley Cup, but if they ju- if the hardest part for them is going to be getting into the dance rather than making it through.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can make the argument that the Rangers' window to win the Stanley Cup is closing, if not closed, right now. And a lot of the force keeping it open a little bit is Shesterkin. I look at the Rangers right now as what the lightning were before Vasilevsky got injured and that is you know that supports your argument that they're they just don't have the depth they added Blake Wheeler in the offseason still productive but a little bit older relying on those age old breakout seasons from Kako and Lafreniere like it's just not going to happen in my opinion so i would look at the rangers not only fading them to win the stanley cup but also picking them to miss the playoffs. I think that's a real possibility. I was thinking about it in my picks.
3: Yeah, I think that if you're you know, looking to bet in in that market, the the miss playoffs on on good teams are always more valuable than the the make on on teams like like we were talking about with Arizona because there's always going to be other ways you can go uh to to bet those whereas with miss like it's it's a little bit harder to to kind of come up with something to to squeeze the extra value out of it.
2: I was waiting for you to bring up my favorite value play for the Stanley Cup, Michael, but you disappointed me just a little bit because it seems like you mentioned everyone other than this team. But what you said about Boston, I feel like reigns true for them as well. The Pittsburgh Penguins. okay? and I can see like Bob Grimace in the corner because I'm about (laughs) to say his least two favorite words. I don't even know if those are words or just a name. Adding Eric Carlson to this team definitely boosts them a little bit in my eyes. And I think they're exactly like what you said about the Bruins. The hardest part for them is going to be making the postseason. But once they're there, they've done it before. And they have so much high-end talent that I think they're a pretty decent value pick to like take at home if they can squeeze into the postseason.
3: Yeah, you got to take stands before a season, like betting-wise and fantasy, as you guys know. And um, Yeah, the Rangers and Penguins are two teams I'll be against. Uh, basically across the board here because like the Rangers, like the Penguins are one injury away from a really big deal. And they they got 82 games out of Malkin and Crosby last year. That was the first time they'd done that in like a decade. And they didn't make the playoffs. The goaltending is still concerning to me. And I don't think that they improved their defense. Their, like they got, they're going to get more production from their blue line, but I don't know if they actually are going to improve their defensive numbers Uh, this year. So the bottom six is a little bit better, but still like, this is when we're talking about bottom six. Now we're kind of searching for reasons to, to back a team, And when you're dealing with a team like Pittsburgh, which is, you know, below 30 to one, you shouldn't be really searching for, for reasons that deep. Uh, they should be a little bit more obvious. So I, I mean, I might be wrong here. Uh, and a lot of people are, are backing them. They think the Carlson, uh, what he brings offensively will, will kind of mask over any of their other flaws, but you know, the Rangers, the Penguins, uh, to some extent, Toronto and, uh, you know the the uh, the two Florida teams in the Atlantic are are teams that I'll I'll be against, uh, and I'm also a little bit against Buffalo. I think that the the market is just getting a little bit too carried away with with Buffalo. Another team though that I would think if if a slow start comes their way, they're they're not done, right? Like in years past, we've seen Buffalo get out of the gate slow, and you're like, okay, they're they're irrelevant for the rest of the season from a futures perspective. That's not the case this year, so
0: that's another strategy to take with the Savers. Guys, we got to hit the other side of the spectrum and talk some Macklin Celebrini and Cole Eiserman, the top two projected picks in next year's draft. So I'm talking about the worst record in the NHL league buff. We've got San Jose at plus 270, Anaheim plus 390, Chicago plus 650. I like Philadelphia at plus 1,000, but who are you zoning in on to be the yeah. worst team in the league this it's year? Philly. It's Philly. Fi- it's, I think Philly's Love the it. best value in, in that market
3: by a long shot. Yeah. They should be right there with with like Montreal and. Uh, Anaheim and San Jose I think you can probably say are the deserving favorites uh for the wooden spoon but this <laughs> th- this this market is always going to inflate like the sixth or seventh best team especially if it's a team like Philly I think Tortorella gets a lot of credit uh deservingly so for for getting the most out of his guys they have some veterans coming back like Couturier uh, and Cam Atkinson but how long are those guys going to be on this team N- not just injury wise I'm talking about you know they the, Danny Briere is pretty uh clear and his goals is to to strip this thing down to the to the nail so i actually i think 10 to 1 you know i i usually try to play longer numbers in in preseason futures but i think 10 to 1 is is the best value in that market um i wouldn't i would be shocked if it's not san jose or anaheim at the end but uh 10 to 1 is 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 enough for for me on uh, on a team like philly in, in in a very very deep eastern conference right that's a difference a major difference here too
1: Other years, you could always, I feel like you could find three or four really rough teams at the surface at the start of the season. Like to me, there's no worse team than San Jose because of their defense and their goaltending, right? The defense is what Blackwood and Kocken The, the, I mean, the goaltending is Blackwood and Kocken the defense has no Eric Carlson anymore. So it's, you know, an aging Vlasic and Mario Ferraro. I mean, it's, it's really rough. I mean, the forwards can score. Eklund I like for a breakout season under the radar, and they got Duclair and Hurdle and Couture and guys like that. Uh, but this is going to be rough sledding. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sharks were the worst team in the league by like ten to fifteen points.
3: Yeah, and and one one uh, thing I always say before a season is that when you're betting over unders, if you are betting over unders, usually the lowest one on the board is is actually a little bit inflated. Um, Rarely, bookmakers just can't make the number low enough, uh for what for, if you think a team's gonna be the worst team in the league. And it's usually comes in pretty substantially under um we've seen it with teams like struggle usually the, the last place team struggles to get to sixty, and you're not gonna see an over under before a season at, at six, you know, fifty nine and a half. So uh if you do think that, you can also just bet the under on San Jose.
2: One of those teams that were at the bottom of that list as well that you just mentioned, the Montreal Canadiens, I want to ask you about them specifically in terms of points this season, Michael, because I think they're a sneaky team. I've said this before. I feel like we might be in a situation where at the halfway point mark of this season, they're in a playoff spot and they're at 72 and a half points right now. Are you taking the under or over on that?
3: I would go over on Montreal. And I, I a lot of times you'll see markets get posted right before a season, uh, like team matchups. Who will finish with more with more points? I wouldn't mind taking on Detroit with Montreal if you can find that. Uh, I don't think the gap between these two teams is, is all that wide, and Montreal is a team that I think profiles as one that will get better as the season goes on, kind of like Arizona last year. Um, they they're young. They're they're getting guys who are going to hit like that hundred game mark in their NHL careers, and usually at that point we start to see them get better and better. So, uh, I'm not going to play anything like over or under uh, with with Montreal. But what I will do is I think that they're going to be one of the better performing underdogs uh, throughout the entire season. So you're going to get big numbers on them all year. And I think that, you know, for example, they play the Leafs on opening night and um, you can feel pretty confident that I will be there betting Montreal uh, in in that game where they lose like 5-1.
0: Oh, no, that's the right play. Montreal is going to score the first goal in that game. They're going to probably win that game. The Leafs are going to blow a lead. So guaranteed it's going to happen. (laughs) But I want to get your general strategy or outlook on the betting season. If you're looking at overs, are you looking at unders? Teams you're backing, teams you're fading, stuff like that.
3: Sure. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm higher than most people on Montreal. I think that the best way to do that though is just to to find your spots throughout the season. Uh, you know, I'm an Islander fan, but I still think that they're they're definitely a, a long shot to keep in mind at fifty to one. Don't really think this number is going anywhere because they're gonna need to scratch and claw to get into the playoffs, and it might still be fifty to one. Uh, Before Game 1 if they do get in. Uh, We saw that last year when when they were entering uh, Round 1 against Carolina. Uh, But nobody's talking about them in in a positive way, which is not a bad thing when it comes to finding betting value. Similarly, I'm pretty high on the Jets compared to the market uh, as well. I think that this team actually got a little bit better in terms of how they'll be able to handle a full season. Situation with Hellebuck is is a little scary, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll go from there. When, we'll cross that bridge, I guess, when, when it comes. And uh, if if I had to pick a team uh, at the top of the board to bet to, to win the Stanley Cup, it would be Edmonton. I think maybe the better way to do that would just be to bet the uh, President's Trophy. And in that way, I also, I, I don't think I mentioned yet, that I like Jack Campbell as another a long shot as well. So if, if you're looking to bet Edmonton, just think about before you just bet you know McDavid to win the harder for the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. Also think about what else could happen if 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 you if you believe that this is going to be a massive season for the Oilers. All of a sudden, you know Jack Campbell like I talked about with Vanecek. This is a guy who yeah, he needs to win the crease at first. So you, you need to hit a little bit of a parlay here and he needs to bounce back in a big way, but he's got potential to win 50 games too if if he's if he's starting 65. So uh or 60. It's uh it's a bet I like as, a, as another guy who I think can just rack up enough wins so that he's he's involved and he's on ballots. And it's a great story too if, if he bounces back like that.
0: I don't know if you disagree, but even like, I always have a tough time betting on a Stanley Cup winner and a President's Trophy winner being like the same team just because how, how rare... It- it actually happens, you know what I mean? Like yep. that's why if I like Edmonton, I don't know if I'm picking them the pick that to win the the President's Trophy it doesn't seem to work out that way sometimes.
3: Yeah, I, I would pick one or the other. Like I wouldn't bet yeah. them both. I would if 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 you like Edmonton, you know you you I would just take one or the other. Ten to one to win the Stanley Cup, I think they're right around that number to win the President's Trophy too. Obviously, the President's Trophy is is an objective like you know whoever gets the most points wins it. Um, so it's it's not too complicated, but. Handicapping to win a Stanley Cup is a little bit trickier because you gotta get through that tournament, which is why I tend to go longer with you know teams like I said said the Islanders. I'm gonna bet the Senators at 75, and I think the Jets are are also gonna be on my list.
1: Mike Rocket Richard, there were five fifty goal scorers in the league last year, led by Connor McDavid. Posternock sixty one. Of course he lost Bergeron and Krejci by his side, Ranton and dry and low-key Braden Point from the Lightning with 51 goals. I'm zeroing in on, I saw on FanDuel plus 500 for Tage Thompson to reach 50 goals, 47 in 78 games. He pretty much had 50 last year for a team that I think is going to be a lot better. He might even be a little bit better himself with this kid Zach Benson by his side and another guy from Montreal who we talked about earlier, Cole Caulfield at the clip that he was scoring. If he stays healthy and Montreal is better than we expect. He could be an even bigger long shot for 50 goals and a contender for the Rocket Richard. Yeah, my
3: uh, my co-host on on line change, uh, our our betting podcast at the Action Network, Nick Barton, he's he's in on Caulfield to to hit 40. I think it's plus 350 is out there. Um, I like and I'm I'm not the problem with the Rocket Richard is you have to beat so many players. So what I like to do here is take out a good chunk of the field and and I'll bet the. I'll bet a division leader in goals in the Atlantic division. So instead of having to beat McDavid, Rantanen, Dreisaitl, and, you will know, go down the list, I only have to beat, you know, Austin Matthews and, and, and some of the guys in the Atlantic, like Tage, for example. So, and I like Steven Stamkos. He's a hundred to one. Uh, this is a bet that Nick Martin, you know, put me on to. And I think it's a great, makes great sense. Uh, and nice. I also like Brady Kachuk as a long shot in this market too, at 50. He's someone who just fires the puck at the net. He, he's never met a shot he doesn't like. So. Those two guys, I think, at the Atlantic are are worth a bet uh, at long numbers.
2: This is my favorite trophy. I don't know if we're supposed to have one, but the Rocket Richard is my favorite trophy. And there are two guys, even if you look in their division scoring titles, that I have my eyes on that I don't think get enough credit. Number one is Kirill Kaprizov. So I tweeted out a little bit earlier that I think he's a genuine Rocket Richard contender just because once again, 40 goals in under 70 games last season, he can do it all himself. And then the second guy, I feel like I've been kind of gaslit into supporting him, but now I fully do support him this season. That's Alex Ovechkin. Do you think Think there's a chance despite how strong the metro is that ovechkin just absolutely rips it this year michael and gets to even maybe 60 goals this season because he's gonna get all the playing time he could ever imagine in the world to do so right
3: yeah i i i never bet on ovechkin and it's not a good thing but uh because it's it's so hard to imagine him on, on this team being good enough to to hang with these guys who are in their prime the one thing he does have going for him is it's it's Spencer Carberry like he ran such a good power play for so long that uh maybe that that bumps his uh production like 8 to 10 goals and all of a sudden then he's in the mix. Um I would rather bet him to to lead the division than than to to win the rocket. Richard. Kaprizov is someone now I I've started to hear a lot of. Um he's he's drifted because I think in the beginning stages of futures markets people kind of just weren't paying attention to him or the wild. And I think we've you guys have probably seen that a little bit in fantasy. He might be drifting out of the, fir- the first round a bit uh, more than you, you thought. So we're starting to get into interesting numbers with Kaprizov. The one problem I have is I just don't think the wild score enough uh, generally. And I know people say, oh, well, he's got nobody that will really take away the goals for him. But I'd rather bet a team that is just going to light it up um, than one that I think will struggle to score. Because uh, then you're just, it makes it a little bit easier for for defenses to game plan for we just got to stop this guy and and we should be in pretty good
0: uh sledding against the wild speaking of lighting it up you brought the heat my man once again today we look forward to seeing how your bets do this season appreciate your time today
3: no problem and uh make sure you get down on, on andre turinny so uh we
0: can all celebrate together i, I would love for for sports books
3: to be like well, where did this come from why on earth is <laughs> why are why are we paying out so much money on the arizona
0: coyotes head coach when he wins jack adams in june Michael Leboff of the Action Network, guys, uh, to wrap. Let's look at some of our predictions. I got some spicy ones. I'm loving Colorado this year, apparently. I got McKinnon to win the Hart Trophy, McCart to win the Norris, Demko spiced in there to win the uh, the, uh, Vesna Trophy this season, and I like the Colorado Avalanche, Pete, to win the Stanley Cup this year over the New Jersey Devils.
1: Nice pick I think that you know it's what we were talking about right if Dallas wins the west then Colorado will probably beat them in the playoffs or vice versa you can narrow it down to those two teams in the central I really like Edmonton to finally break through and win the Stanley Cup it could be uh, via Stuart Skinner who was really good as a rookie last year or it could be a bounce back from Jack Campbell you like to have multiple options there I love Evan Bouchard you know that by now don't discount his chances of being a contender for the Norris And then, yeah, I mean, the Oilers are just absolutely loaded. Hopefully, Matias Ekholm is healthy. He's a little banged up in the preseason, a storyline to keep an eye on there. And I'll actually go back to the well with the Hurricanes in the East. Really, what it boils down to is they made the conference final last year, and without Svechnikov. And that game, what was it, game one that went to all those overtimes? Like, if they win that game, they might win that series against Florida, to be honest. So uh, with Svechnikov, with Bunting, with Orlov, with the three-headed monster in net, I like the Hurricanes. They've been due to at least make the Stanley Cup final for a few years now.
2: You don't have to tell me twice about the Carolina (laughs) Hurricanes, P. I mean, I completely agree with you there. I think they had some of the worst hockey luck ever last season, and that was the biggest reason. They kind of exited out earlier than a lot of people expected and couldn't even get a win in the Eastern Conference Final. That's their personal demon. But for me, before I get to my final Stanley Cup prediction pick, which I know is going to shock every single person here, (laughs) I like the Austin Matthews for the Rocket Richard. I want to talk about that a little bit. I think maybe he's a kind of under the radar i feel like everyone is for the heart trophy this season as well because i like the toronto maple Leafs to win the president's trophy this year guys i'm like buckling down on the Leafs having the best regular season record in the nhl i think their team improved so much over the off season in areas where they really needed to improve and they're a good regular season team they're an even better team so in my eyes Going to be the best regular season team in the league, led by Austin Matthews. And for me in the Stanley Cup, I have the Carolina Hurricanes, shocker, shocker, defeating the Dallas Stars to take it home.
1: The long-awaited John Isner Bowl, if it it actually happens. I've been waiting for that matchup for a few years running. Uh, Actually, Leboff convinced me to pick against the Maple Leafs because of the thought that they could potentially run into a team like Buffalo or Ottawa in the first round. Yeah, I wouldn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole with those up-and-coming young teams out there. Uh, I mentioned the Tage Thompson for 50-plus. That's a no-brainer bet, in my opinion. And then, you know, just looking at some of these uh, awards winners, I mean, I feel like Daleen's time has come to win the Norris. Don Granado, a great chance. He's one of the favorites uh, to win the Jack Adams, but he should be up there. And remember... If Connor Bedard leads the Blackhawks by some stretch of the imagination to make the playoffs, he is one of the only guys that I think could uh, now or in the future uh, bump off Connor McDavid uh, just because I feel like everyone would just fall in love with that storyline. No doubt about that. Can't wait for Park Drop just a week
0: away. Many thanks to Michael Lebaugh from the Action Network, uh, producer Bob Bender as well, for Pete Jensen and Andua. I'm Nick Alberga. You've been listening to NHL Fantasy on Ice, delivered by Skip, the official food delivery app of the NHL.